Hi everyone, my name is Kate. And I'm Riley. And you're listening to ArtWise. Hi everyone. Hello, back again with another episode. So I have a very special guest today. Her name is Riley. If you want to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you're about and all that stuff, what you're here on ArtWise to talk about today. Awesome. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Riley Armand. I'm a multidisciplinary artist, but I make NFTs and I'm here to talk about like the ins and outs of blockchain art today. Awesome. So it's funny, I actually, I've been in a couple of Twitter spaces, like live Twitter spaces, and I'm pretty sure I've seen you in a couple of them. (laughs) I love Twitter spaces. That's like one of the best places to learn about NFTs if you're new too. I'll just say that for everyone. (laughs) I completely agree because I've been learning about NFTs for a while. Not that this is about me, but I've been, I'm very new. Well, I think everybody's kind of new because it's a new thing. But I've been like learning for the past, I want to say year, but not like super seriously, because there's a lot of people who have been learning for less than me who know a lot more because I'm kind of all over the place. Like I have this podcast, but I also work like, you know, my regular eight to five and then I have all this other stuff I do. So it's hard for me to like focus on one thing, especially in like the art world, because I just love all of it. (laughs) But the Twitter uh, live spaces have been awesome. The whole TikTok space has been awesome. Everything's been pretty cool. So yeah. So before we get into like the interview questions, I was wondering if maybe you could possibly just like briefly explain, like you're explaining to someone who is super new, knows absolutely nothing, is like, what's what the heck is an NFT? What is a crypto? I don't know. Like a completely new person. What is an NFT? Maybe like what's a blockchain or any other like important crypto web three NFT vocabulary that you're gonna talk about today? Yeah, so here's our like crash course and we'll try not to forget any terms, but basically I always like to start like a new person just saying, have you ever heard of like cryptocurrency? And you know, usually people have heard of at least Bitcoin by now, like it just got very popularized and very expensive over its lifespan since like, I don't know, 2010, 2011 or something when it was first. So it is very new technology if we're really thinking about it. But basically other people saw Bitcoin's success and they're like, hey, let's make different cryptocurrencies. And they all have different abilities, but they kind of share this idea of a blockchain or like that is almost like a ledger or a book of like all the transactions and all the accounts, like everybody who wanted a wallet, like we all agree on these things. And agree is like a relative term because it's computers agreeing. So it's all very logic based. It's based in like uh, a lot of like cryptography. So there's a lot of really smart people who created like the blockchain and a lot of you know, very dedicated coders who create these like cryptocurrencies. But on that, you can kind of create more layers. And one of the things that like you might want to create is an NFT. And that stands for like a non-fungible token. So it's a token kind of like a cryptocurrency, except for it's non-fungible. So that means it's unique to itself. Like you can't exchange it kind of like how one Bitcoin is always like one Bitcoin. They're not 
different if you owned it and I owned it and we traded. But if we traded NFTs, that is very different. Like you would have a completely new NFT than what you started with, even if they look the same. And that's because of what like the data is stored basically. And if you're like, well, what data do I want to store in an NFT? That's basically any digital objects that you can think of. So like a JPEG or a song or a movie or even a video game, like anything that you would want to digitize as an asset, that's kind of what people have been trading with NFTs. And if you've ever heard of like the term Web3 and you're like, well, what is that? Basically, we're just talking about the history of the Internet. So Web1 would just be like the inception of the Internet, you know, the earliest computers. What do they look like? And Web2 is largely what we've been living in like now, kind of like the rise of social media and things. But what does Web3 stand for? A lot of people wanted to stand for like the creative economy to give power back into the hands of people who are like making things like artists or musicians. So I think that's the major difference. But, you know, a lot of people will point to like what is decentralized or not decentralized. And I think that's a lot of like misnomers. A lot of people are running around claiming like, oh, we're very decentralized, but that's not even the case. They're just kind of using it as like a marketing term. So there are like scams in this space. You really want to stay safe because it's like you're going into a bank. Like you don't want to give people your bank information. So it's really equivalent to that. And that's why I would like never give out your seed phrase. Like that's super important for any <laughs> newbie. It would be like just giving over your credit card. Like you definitely would want to protect your digital identity as well as you would want to protect like your financial identity in the real world. So, you know, they beware of scams. Like a lot of social engineering happens. Like if you're on Discord, I would say, you know, make sure you have like two factor authentication on. Don't like accept random DMs from people because a lot of people will pretend to be founders and be like, hey, I totally made this, but it's not true. So that's what a lot of people say, like do your own research, like as well as if you were gonna invest in this company because buying an NFT is almost like investing in a creator or a project, right? <laughs> so do you have any questions or is that like a kind of base level vocabulary of like- No, I, th I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, I mean, I I already, I know a, a like a little, like, you know, I, I know the, the basics. So I think that was like a pretty good summary for like a, like a new, new person to understand. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. It's definitely like confusing. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you're not going to like come out of it in an expert, like automatically. Yeah. Uh, part of NFTs, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, is like part of getting into it is you have to do a ton of research, especially because like you said, there are scams and yeah. and things. And even if you're like the most educated person, you can still fall, fall into the scams. It's really easy. And I like what you were saying about like Web 2, Web 3, it's, it's almost like there were like in like Web 2, there's like those scary chain emails that's like, oh my gosh, you have to change your PayPal password right now. At this link, though, so you know, like the the email scams, it's like this. It's the same thing. It's not anything that we haven't seen before. It's just kind of in like a way that we haven't seen before. And that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was really well, well put. So how did you get into art? And then like, how did you kind of transition into, OK, I'm an artist. Now I'm going to start making NFTs. Yeah. I definitely did art like all of my life. I started as a child and I've tried like a lot of different mediums just because I wanted to like see how to make things or see how 
things work. So eventually, like I started with painting and then I tried, you know, ceramics and sculpting and, you know, metal casting and call it just to see how different materials kind of worked. And nobody ever really encouraged me to do art outside of just for like my own hobby or happiness. Like they just never thought it would be like a job, basically. And I think that's really common for a lot of people who, you know, maybe wanted to be an artist, but just didn't get any like, oh, you have to be, you know, a regular job path. Like being an artist is not an option. So I went to school for mathematics and I still love mathematics and I think it helps me in my art. But, you know, after the pandemic, a lot of people kind of realized, OK, there is like a really cool idea of like being having this like digital world online, it became, became more important to a lot of people when they were just, you know, at home, right? And that's when I decided, you know, I really want to share some of my creations because I just had so many, you know, paintings and things from years before. And, you know, I wanted to start creating new artwork as well. And I found that the NFT community is really open towards people like sharing their own creativity, like more than I ever experienced in the real world where people were like, oh yeah, you make art. Okay, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah and kind of like you said on twitter spaces like you don't really know who you're talking to so like there are rooms with just these amazing incredible people with like these great stories that you can kind of just tap into at any point in time it's very much like a 24 hour space like you can kind of like dip in and dip out like whenever you want to so that's another cool part of the nft community it's very worldwide so i've heard of a lot of artists you know in like thailand or other countries where you know their money goes even further like it's really life-changing for a lot of people in a lot of different ways if uh you have access to the internet that's kind of like like the barrier I think that's happening but if you do have access to the internet and you want to be a creator like the bar of entry is not that high like you can post your paintings or your songs and I think that's what's very exciting for me about the space like yeah I I think a lot of people don't really understand how revol revolutionary is that a word yeah. or did I make that up that's no, that's word, right? Okay, how revolutionary the technology. I'm very poorly spoken for someone. I say it every episode. Like, I, I'm like, what are words, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's like revolutionary for artists specifically. And it just kind of like blows my mind, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but like the amount of people who are so, especially artists who are so against NFTs, like, blows my mind because I can't quite wrap my head around like why because I've you know I've done I've done a fair bit of research obviously like I'm not really an expert yet like you I, I would love to be one day I like learning new things I, I love new things I think new things are great we would not be anywhere without new things but a lot of people seem to I don't know if they're scared by the idea that something is new. I've heard a lot of arguments against NFTs and every single one of them, I'm kind of like, well, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But if you want to think about it in such a negative way, okay, I guess like that's kind of my reaction to it. But it's it's just very, it, it, I don't know, it confuses me. So, and I've that kind of- I've seen that too. There is like an anti-NFT -art artist movement and like, I, I hear their arguments for sure. I think the most compelling one is like environmental, but my personal belief is like, one, the blockchain is already happening. Like if you made an NFT um, 
that's you're contributing to that but if you didn't make an nft like that energy is still going to happen like those blocks are still going to be mine so it's kind of like buying a plane ticket i've heard that analogy before yeah like, it is going to move and maybe you're buying a plane ticket and that's like increasing the demand of the plane and things like that but there are other you know things not ethereum but solana for example has a way lower energy cost per transaction like once minting an nft on solana is like roughly the equivalent of spending like two google searches worth of energy so if you're really concerned about energy usage like and you just want like as low as possible at all like definitely minting nfts is going to have some impact but so is doing any other art as well like physical supplies do have an impact because you have to get your supplies from somewhere and that's going to be transported from somewhere and a lot of people don't think about how you know energy is spent right like we have just a co2 number but we have to think about okay where did all that co2 come from and it's a lot harder to measure how much co2 did this like truck get from moving A to B, but like the blockchain is actually very measurable. Like we know this data really well. So that's why people can point to it and be like, that's causing a lot of energy. It's a lot harder to get that data for other industries. So that's one thing that I think is cool about the blockchain because it is transparent. Like we do know how much energy we need to offset. So if you're thinking about like energy conservation or like how many trees should we plant? Like it's a lot easier to figure out that number too. But and art theft as well. I know a lot of NFT art that has been stolen and it's been stolen in a lot of different ways. For one, people just make new copies of things that were already like NFTs and then just try to sell it off as like a real NFT, but it's fake and that's unfortunate. But I've also heard of artists who never made any NFTs just realizing that their work was stolen by somebody and like that's really unfortunate and I get that. But if you were an artist and you made your own NFTs, then it is verifiable, like those came from you. So I think that's also an important thing to consider if your work was stolen. But yeah, it's yeah. very hard, especially with like copyright and things like that. And I wonder about certain artists, you know, maybe right now of today that are really popular, especially like musicians that are popular of today. I don't think that they're gonna be necessarily the biggest people on the blockchain. I think it'll be a bunch of new artists or a bunch of new musicians because they might not have like, you know, contracts with record labels to be like, oh, this there's a gray area. If you can even make NFTs, if you can profit outside of like, you know, whatever is already constructed. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who sue <laughs> over that side of things. So it's definitely a good thing to consider if you're thinking about like, digitizing your portfolio to be like, at least this is mine. Maybe if you didn't even sell it, it is like a note, like, hey, I'm into this. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff in, in the space. I don't know if you heard about this, but the Super Bowl tickets, they were selling those as NFTs as well. So oh. like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if they sold like all of them as NFTs, but I know at least at least a handful. They were like, okay, here's this NFT, and like when you buy it, you also get like a ticket to the Super Bowl. Which talking right now, I know this episode probably isn't going to come out for a while, so it sounds like I'm talking the super talking about the Super Bowl super out of pocket. But it was actually yesterday as of this recording, so like yeah. don't call me crazy for bringing up the Super Bowl in like probably a April or whenever this comes out, I don't know. But uh, honestly, it's a major event. Yeah. And, you know, people want to take advantage. Like, I feel like scalpers exist in the real life. Of course, they're going to exist in like digital assets as well. And it's it's very sad. Yeah. 
exactly. But I think it's still compelling to look at like it as just a movement instead of like, oh, these are like the bad apples because there are a lot of people who have found like legitimate success in the space or there, you know, are celebrities that took advantage of it. But, you know, usually the NFT community has like backlash against things, but it moves really fast. So you could definitely like miss things. And that's why I always encourage people, like if you feel like it's overwhelming, like you can always take a step back. And that's what I did on my journey. Like I discovered NFTs actually in 2017 with a project called CryptoKitties. It's like pretty popular. Like you can have a cat and breed it. So that is in a sense a use for the token. And they made like millions of them now, but they're, they're still around. They're not like, you know, crypto punks where each one of them is worth like millions of dollars. But, you know, one of them was sold at like Christie's, I think, last year and something. So like as legitimate, you know, establishments start to say like, hey, this is like legitimate. That's also going to have an effect on like the general population. So like, yeah, Super Bowl NFTs definitely are going to get like more people's attention than just if it wasn't a Super Bowl NFT for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I wasn't, I don't, I wouldn't say shocked, but I definitely like was like, wow, like this is, this is going really fast, like with not, not only the, the Super Bowl tickets, you know, but just like the things that I continuously see like come up in the space. It's just, it's really like, it's really amazing. And I feel like back to like what, what we were talking about with all of the kind of like negatives to the NFT community, the arguments against it, I just thought I would bring up. So when I, for those of you who don't know, most of the guests I found on TikTok, <laughs> shocker. Yeah, I, I made a TikTok talking about the podcast, about ArtWise, the podcast you're listening to right now. And I just kind of like, basically made like a, I don't know, like casting call is not really the right word, but I, I was just like, hey, if you're an artist, let me know. Here's the type of people that I would love to have on the on the podcast. And on the list, I included NFT artists and you would not believe, I didn't even mention it like vocally. I just had it on the list. You would not believe the amount of people stitching my video coming for me. Like I'm a horrible person. I was shook. I was like, y'all are really mad like you're really pressed like because i want to hear from someone in this community because again like uh, the list consisted of things that i wasn't an expert at so like if you were to ask me like my my niche and like my stuff people who listen to season one know you know i'm a graphic designer and i'm a production artist and i have four years of experience in like production for apparel so like printing separation screen printing that kind of thing that's like my thing and I want to learn all this other stuff, which is why I'm asking like for guests in these areas of art. And I didn't think that that would be something to get me hate, but no, like, like a lot of people actually were coming to my account and just being really hateful. And I, I made a list on a list of questions. I've been called, you know, profit over people, a corporate mouthpiece, even like slurs. And I, it's crazy to me because the NFT community as it is, I've talked to so many people in the NFT community and not once has anyone been mean to me, been even like remotely rude. Everyone's so welcoming, so like informative. They they're just like want to help you learn because we're all kind of like in the community. It feels like we're all like learning together. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. And I totally like you were saying, I understand the concerns of, of people not as 
involved, like the environmental factors, the scams, um, art getting stolen from other artists. But I also feel like the technology is moving so incredibly quickly that like this isn't these problems are probably not going to be permanent or as frequent in the future, especially with DeviantArt like paired up with OpenSea to do like scans. I feel yeah. like that could help so much potentially and, and no one brings that up. And, and actually people were mad that, that they partnered together because they were like, oh my God, DeviantArt supports OpenSea. I'm never using DeviantArt again. And it's like, you're missing the point entirely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was just like kind of wondering like we, we already talked a little bit of, about it but like how, how would you respond to like all of the the backlash because like I, personally like for for me anyway I kind of feel like it comes from a place of like not knowing because yeah. every time I hear people make those arguments it's like well you know like for example with the art getting stolen because that was a really big one that people were getting very angry at, uh, at me for which I really don't I don't know why, but the the stealing art from like bigger artists and like people minting other artists work as NFTs and, and profiting off of work that isn't theirs. I said, well, you know, when I was in high school, I made an Instagram account with all my artwork on it and somebody screenshotted all of it and then made an account that was like their art account. And then they said that all that work was mine. And then they accused me of taking their art. And I was like, no <laughs> and it's like this that happens everywhere and it's like i i know in that instance because someone was saying well they didn't profit from that and it's like yeah but it was still like stolen and i wasn't all, i wasn't profiting from that work either i was in high school it was just like my art you know and the, i know it's like on a different scale but that's just like one of the things that i'm kind of like you can kind of it's like a new thing, but you can kind of compare it like with, you know, the rug pulls and like the NFT scams versus like, you know, the, this, I don't know, chain spam email things where they try to get you to like email them like your credit card information and stuff like that. Like it, it can yeah. all be compared to like things of the past. And I feel like it's just an example of like technology progressing into something better. And I, I can't quite wrap my head around uh, people not I guess, understanding that? I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but how do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, I actually noticed that. So I found your TikTok video and that's like why we're sitting here today. So one, like that's amazing the power of TikTok, just to, just to throw that out there. So oh, yeah. if anyone was doubting the power of social media, I think there are damages, even if someone is just like, hey, I'm going to just create an account and pretend to be you and things like that. You know, that's definitely... I'm sorry that happened to you. That's terrible. But I think, you know, with art theft in particular, like it's really, really hard. And especially with if things are questionable. So I know like I even got in trouble for creating derivative artworks of a piece that I bought like uh, reproductive commercial rights to, but I didn't like realize the limitations of that. And I talked to this artist 
later about it. So like, I don't have any hate to her at all for being upset at me. So it's, it's definitely very confusing to look at like, okay, what is the rights of this? Like, what is like IP and ownership? And I think often it's like pushing a boundary. And art always has, I think, historically pushed boundaries. And I wonder if these are like the same people that might get upset at like, you know, a banana being taped to a wall being sold for like a lot of money. And like, there's always been like a disparity, I think, within, okay, who is like the kingmakers of like the art world and, you know, who's going to be like influential. And I think the NFC community definitely has those people. Like, I don't think it's like without its major influencers or things like that, you know, if like Gary Vee tweeted your work, like that's definitely going to get a lot of people's attention on it who are interested in NFTs. So like, I think with digital marketing, it's looking at like building your community or like building your audience. And that's, you know, really what the NFT community tells people to do. Like if you want to be an artist or a musician, like try to build a community around your art and like what you want to share to people. And, you know, a lot of people have done like charity contributions to you know create like a message behind you know the meaning of what they're trying to do and I'm definitely looking to that in the future the one thing is it's kind of weird like interacting with like cryptocurrency and the main banking system right now so I think that's a barrier to a lot of people if you just don't like that you know I can see it's a lot of easy like hate like oh it's just magic internet money and you don't deserve those you know gains because they might have minted a project they really believed in and then later sold it for like you know the board ape yacht club just went like insane right so if you were an early holder of that and you really believed in the project long term to like just hold on to that asset i think that's what a lot of people should really think about this as like a long-term asset and not really look for like short-term flips and i know that's really hard to say because you might see people becoming like millionaires overnight and stuff but i don't think that's the typical case for everybody like it's more like an internet casino but with like really cool you know community (laughs) vibes if that makes sense or like an online burning man that's like happening 24 7 like there's a lot of you know chaos in the space and it's okay to like take a step back and it's okay to like research things and not like, you know, uh, a lot of people say like FOMO, like fear of missing out. Like, you know, if you're just minting something without doing the research only because you're like, I can't miss it. Like that's probably the wrong mentality I think to have. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's, it's crazy that you've mentioned the, the, the median because no, you probably saw my reaction and we're like, what, why are you freaking out? Like, no, the last like four recording sessions with people at any given point. (laughs) Someone has brought up that freaking banana. And we also actually, uh, season one of Artwise, there's a whole episode about the banana. It's episode 25. It's called, I think it's called The Comedian and... It's it's called The Comedian something. It's episode 25, season one. <laughs> if you don't know yeah. what The Comedian is, there's a whole episode on it. But the gist is it's a banana that was duct taped to a wall that sold for a lot of money. <laughs> But yeah, I think you're probably right. It probably is, you know, the same, the same people. And it is, it's confusing. It's, it's new. It's confusing. I'm confused, but it's okay. I mean, like Marcel Duchamp confuses me too, but like, I still appreciate his work. I guess. You know, like there are people who just like push barriers and I think, you know, we haven't probably seen like the next Picasso or like, you know, famous artist who's going to be like remembered out of the NFT generation. I know like Beeple has been like really influential and, you know, 
some of the highest sales so far have been like pretty incredible, but like on the level of like really traditional art, it's we we still have a big way to go, I think. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. This this isn't on the list, so I hope I'm not putting you on the spot too much. But I just thought of it. Do you have any like projects that you um, know of that you're excited about? Because I I heard you mention, and I've seen them too. There are certain you know like collections that people are working on that a lot of uh, artists actually are like, oh, 40% of the proceeds go to this charity and they have like a whole website of like how it works and like truly like, a, and a lot of people think, oh, like NFTs, you get rich overnight, like, like you said, and it's like, no, yeah. like a lot of artists actually put in so much like amazing work and like they're donating to like these, like some people donate to charities, other people like directly use their money to help in, in different ways. Uh, I was wondering if there was any like really cool projects that like come to mind while I'm talking about this. Cause like I've, I've seen a few, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. I was wondering if maybe you knew any that you wanted to like maybe share. Oh yeah, definitely. I am going to be like honest. I really love like women-led projects personally. So that's what I look for. Like the strong like women in NFTs community has been like incredibly amazing. But a lot of them are even like out of my price range because like they're just so well-loved and things like that. But you know, if I was looking like I minted a piece of like the Girlfriends project on Solana and they definitely have like a charitable contributable like amount. And I think they're going to come out with like their 3D next round coming up in the next, like that's part of their roadmap. So if you were interested in either like the original pieces or waiting to like maybe get onto that whitelist, like that would be something to look for. But I personally love one-of-one one art. That's kind of what my focus is. So I think that's always gonna be kind of like, if you really love this like one-of-one one art and you kind of believe in the artist's future, like I don't think that's ever gonna be a bad investment as well. Personally, NFTs are very illiquid. If you were thinking about it like the stock market, like you might not immediately find a buyer and the floor price is just the lowest that anybody currently wants, right? So that could change definitely. So if you want to look at like peak projects, it's I think good to look at them over a span of time and you might like miss some gains, but you might see that it like drops. So they're definitely good to just look at like patterns and see like okay what how active is the discord do these people feel like they're real or are they bots you know a lot of people do vaunted discords just to make the numbers look better so it it kind of depends i think if you can find a small like real community that's gonna be a lot more beneficial than something that's maybe already like super high and if you're looking at like ethereum versus solana like ethereum nfts are definitely more popular right now that's where like most of the buyers are but it is like at a higher cost and a lot of people will say well that's what makes it better like that's how you would know but like it it doesn't necessarily make it the most inclusive. And I know a lot of artists kind of want to like, if they're starting to build their community, you know, make it more inclusive to people of like all budgets, because, you know, maybe we're all not going to sell like thousand dollar paintings like right away, but like that could be a goal to like work up to one day. So if you want to look at like your pricing scheme as like a new artist, if you were wondering, like I would definitely look at, you know, smaller, it's, it's easier to sell out than if you were just to say like, oh, let's make 10,000 NFTs right now. And then it's, it, very hard to market that if you don't already have a community that's like waiting for you to mint it, right? So. Yeah, 
Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up too while we're talking about this is I know a lot of artists who have some really cool, like, unlockable content. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So a lot of people, again, there's that whole argument of like, oh, I'll just screenshot it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just save exactly. it, which you can do, but it, like, doesn't, I don't know. I mean, you can save it, I guess, if you want. It just doesn't mean that you own it <laughs> but yeah. i think that's exactly it like i i think the people who just save the picture of it like that's not actually doing a disservice to you because it is growing like you yeah. are a brand <laughs> so they do not get the same benefits of owning it though and that's really up to you the community like the project the artists themselves to do but the cool thing i think is you can always add utility over time and you don't have to like announce that you could just take a screenshot like okay today everybody who owns my nft i will send them an airdrop because they continued holding <laughs> or like things like that or in-person events kind of like you were talking about with the nft like and super bowl but you know i've never i've heard of nft restaurants and things like that if you can provide an in-person experience or an event or an item like if you can redeem the artwork like you can do a lot of different things with utility and that's also where a lot of people get creative because it doesn't have to just be like, okay, you bought this NFT, now it does nothing. Because that's a really terrible thing to do. Yeah, like nobody wants to just buy an NFT with no utility. But a utility, I think, can come from the art alone, especially if you're an artist and you're like, ah, I don't know, like it's really hard to build utility. I just made the art. I definitely feel that. Like, <laughs> Because I just made the art too, but if you're, you know, sincere in what you want to do, like if you want to actually build like your name as an artist into the art community, I think the NFT community can help you. Like, I don't think it's going to hurt you, especially if you're already a traditional artist or you were thinking like, oh, that was never an option for you. But like now you can definitely have like an eight to five, nine to five and still just go on a Twitter space for like whatever time that you have during the day and just chill with the NFT community for an hour, get to know some friends and then see whether or not like you actually like the space, because I think that's a better way to go about it than just like, oh, I must make all the money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do. I have my I have my job. And then if I have like downtime or if I have like relaxed time, which it is rare, especially lately. Yeah. <laughs> but if I do, I, I like to just like hop into like the Twitter spaces. I think I've, I've spoken in one of them and it was really like, it was nice and it was refreshing and it was really cool. But yeah, and to also like add on to what you were saying about, you know, like having the art and like plus the utility as the artist, something that I think is really cool that I Personally, I think it's one of my favorite things that I see artists do in the NFT space is when they will make like the unlockable content, like send me your shipping information, I'll send you the original. Yeah. I think that's amazing because it's like it almost makes it feel like like because a lot of people are at least like this is how I think of it in my mind anyway. Um, like and the nft space i kind of think of it as like digital art collecting i mean obviously i know like you can do music and like a million other things oh, yeah. but for like the art section i think of it as like oh digital art collecting and it makes it so cool when you can actually like get the original mailed to you if you like if i was like a rich person right if i was like 
rich. Like, so this is a little off topic, but like my boyfriend is like, he paints houses and he paints like the really nice, like fancy houses. I live in Tampa, Florida. And like, there's a few areas of the city that have like these like big mansions and stuff. And sometimes he'll go and, and paint those houses. And like, he'll tell me, oh, these people have like a whole art museum in their house. And it's like, imagine like in 10 years, I just picture myself with one of those big houses downtown like super nice and having like you know the painter come over and them being like wow your art collection's amazing and i can just be like thanks they're all nfts <laughs> that's like right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why it was, it's like a weird like thing i i do that sometimes but i just think it's so cool to like be able to have like the original mail to you especially like some of like the huge ones like oh man they're, they're so cool like i don't know <laughs> It's kind of off topic, but whatever. It's like I think that I is about. such a cool utility for NFTs, though. And like, you can be very upfront about that if you're like minting a piece and you're like, "This will come with the original," and then you can definitely like set a higher cost because they're aware, like that's the utility that like comes directly with that piece. That's like so cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I would love to do that, but I'm a digital artist, <laughs> so I will like... help you. But. <laughs> like... I know. I was just talking to uh, a guest that I was recording with yesterday and I was explaining like I would love to be like a painter, but that has never been me <laughs> ever. I don't know why. I've always just like and I like to draw. I just I, I've never I've struggled with like painter. I've always wanted to be like a painter. And then like I fell into digital art like right after I graduated high school because I started working in graphic design and I'm I am like poisoned. I'm poisoned to it. Like I literally, I, I, you know, be double tapping the paper and trying to undo and it's bad. <laughs> it's like I've ruined it for myself, but yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a different experience. So like when I started with digital art, I kind of like felt that feeling as well. And we're like, okay, this is the most perfect <laughs> undo. <laughs> like I would just say to like everyone, but here's my personal like art philosophy. I think there are no rules in art, like only tools. So, you know, there are like digital art tools and there are traditional art tools. And it's really all about like figuring out how those tools work for you and like if you enjoy them. Yeah. So why don't we like pivot a little bit and talk more about the benefits of getting into the NFT community and more specifically becoming an NFT artist? Like, what does that look like? Definitely. So I would suggest that you join the NFT community before you decide to like mint your first piece as an NFT artist, because it's definitely easy to get lost in like the process. And if you have people that you can ask questions like in Twitter spaces, like you will just learn a lot faster. So lean on the NFT community when you're learning a lot, like go into beginner NFT spaces and get up there and ask questions because somebody, you know, that's how I learned. Somebody knows a lot more than you. Like there are really brilliant people who just want to help people learn and understand so that they can enter you know, the space for themselves. And then once you've decided, you know, where you want to mint your first NFT, or if you're like really adept at coding and you want to like write your own smart contract and have like 
full power over what's happening. Like you, you have to kind of make that choice. It, it's really easy to mint with like OpenSea's mint function and it would be harder to write your own smart contract. So I think when people talk about like the upfront cost of getting NFTs, it can be as little as zero and it can be as much as like thousands of dollars to like hire somebody to do a project for you basically. So if you're someone who has like more time than money, like obviously like utilize that, like talk to people, like learn on your own. And I think that's the benefit of the space is now that there are people like that. Cause when I first entered the space, like in 2017, the atmosphere was just different. Like there wasn't like this bustling, like crypto NFT, Twitter and like TikTok that you can kind of like lean into these communities now. But that doesn't mean that like it's too late for you. Like you should just join, like it's still early because if you really think about it, like this industry is very early. And when you're talking about like the creation of industries, like it becomes a lot like, the time scale is just different because a lot of people are, you know, creating better products. And if you're thinking like Phantom Mobile just came out. So if you wanted to like mint an NFT on Solana on your phone, that like literally it was only possible maybe a few months ago. Like, so I think I'm getting the timetable on that a little bit wrong, but that's what I mean. It's very early. So a lot of people who tried to mint an NFT before might've had a frustrating experience, but that doesn't mean a few months later that it isn't like totally different. So. If you do research on like these different companies that want to help you, you know, create NFTs, think about, you know, what blockchain would be best for you, whether it's like Ethereum or Solana or something else. I think those are the questions that you should ask yourself and then, you know, curate, like, what do I want to represent? You know, what artwork do I think is going to be best represented as an NFT? Or, you know, I've seen a lot of people who do like a painting and then do, you know, some sort of like digital editing on top of that. So maybe you get the original painting, but the NFT is an animation, so it will forever be different. And, you know, those two things can be tied together, but there are really like no rules except for like, if you're using a service, just think about, you know, how, how much file space is this? That's the only major problem that I've come across in just utilizing other people's tools. So if you know how to compress files, like that might help you. But I think you can just definitely learn like from other people and do like uh, research, like the documentation that, you know, these companies are giving them themselves. Like if you can read their white paper, if it's available, like that's probably better for you because it'll tell you like how they're making money. Like OpenSea takes like 2.5% of like all royalties of NFTs minted on their platform. So if that business model makes sense to you as an artist and you're like, okay, I'm okay with that, then that's, um, that's kind of, you know, where I would start with because it is like a business, right? So, you know, I wouldn't want to tell people how to like sell their art, art business because it is very personal. You know, a lot of people only want to sell originals or, you know, they might have only thought of themselves being in a gallery or there are NFT platforms that kind of function more like galleries, like on foundation, but you have to be invited into that. So if that interests you, then I would say network with the NFT community even harder so that you can get in an invitation to these like gal invite only only platforms if that's something that you are interested in as well like because OpenSea is very broad like it's very very rare that someone's just going to come across your nft from the front page so i had to learn a lot of like digital marketing and stuff myself just to like get my art out there and see like hey look at it <laughs> so 
There's a lot yeah. of learning. I think what you were saying is totally true. Like every day there's just learning in the space. And even though I might be like a more expert now, like I don't see myself as completely an expert in all things, but it's good to just get yourself out there, you know, make friends with people who have the skills that you don't have. And stuff. Like I'm very interested in your screen printing and things like that as well, because I don't have that skill. Right. So I think if you're networking with people and you're like, just this is me and you're not lying about it because if you're being authentic that you're going to get a lot more genuine connections out of a community than if you were just misrepresenting yourself or being a scammer. Don't be a scammer. <laughs> oh yeah. So, and uh, this kind of ties into like my next question that I have kind of ties into what you were talking about. So can you just kind of talk a little bit more about the NFT community and like what it's like to be involved? I actually have like, I was wondering too, because I, I have seen a couple of people go to like, those and we touched on this a little bit earlier but the the like in-person events for like the nft community how how do you even get involved in something like that do you know like i, I yeah. that's so cool like, i just i want to know all of it <laughs> yeah there are definitely people throwing in-person events i found out a lot of them through like twitter or just talking to people in twitter spaces but um you know, I'm going to be moderating the Women in NFTs panel for, you know, NFT Con in San Diego, which I think is super exciting. Like, I just want to see, like, kind of like NFT NYC, but like on the West Coast, because I live in California. So that's, you know, my hope to see more of these events where, you know, we can celebrate art, celebrate people, you know, give more education and, you know, talk with panels and all sorts of crazy things. But I also went to uh, Solana Hacker House like a couple weeks ago in LA. And that was more of a like, just we have a bunch of computers and a bunch of coders like talking to people. And if you're a developer, I think spaces like that are so key because if you were learning computer science and somebody else has also been, you know, working on the same like blockchain as you like it's amazing to be able to go like have a whiteboard with these people and like work problems out in person like in these events and things like that so yeah if you are interested in the nft community and like you have in-person events around you even just like coffee shop events like hey like networking and so i think that's incredibly valuable for sure because <laughs> a lot of my in-person friends do not know as much about nfts as me so if you're the first person in your friend group that knows about nfts like it can be kind of overwhelming i would say so it's good to have that support especially if you can get it like in person safely <laughs> yeah so what about like the, the getting involved in like Twitter spaces and stuff like that? What advice do you have for people wanting to get more involved in those? Is it like just to jump right in or? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think like depending on the size of the room, it's going to be different. Like if you jump into a room with like a thousand people and then you're brave enough to get on stage, like that's just very brave. But there are a lot of rooms that are a lot smaller than that, that are more intimate, that you can just have a conversation with somebody. So. I think if you see like NFT beginner or like 101, if they're holding a space just for that, that's like a perfect space to go jump into. But you know, if you don't see that and you have the ability, I know like new Twitter accounts might not have the ability to start spaces, but you could definitely start your own and just see, you know, who wants to come and talk about NFTs with you if you had like a specific question or things like that. But I think, uh, Really, it's just incredibly valuable to like jump in and you can just listen to the vibe in there. If you decide that's not the vibe that you want, like just leave. 
like that's the best part i think <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool like i i i think the second one that i listened to actually spoken but it wasn't huge i want to say there was somewhere between like 60 to 80 people I think that's a great mid-size room. If you have, like, 60 to 80 people, it's, like, a very popular space, but it's not, like, too overwhelming, like. Yeah, I think it was, like, called, like, like, it was, like, a beginner space, like, specific to, like, people that are new, and I feel like I see a lot of those, too, which is awesome. I love that. I feel like it's actually um, one of the easier communities to get involved in, especially with, you know, how kind of and I hate to say this because I'm out here hosting an art podcast right now but there are you know especially after this whole like thing that I've just kind of like been through sometimes like the art community can be kind of gatekeepy but in my experience anyway the NFT community and like you said for some reason especially like women in NFTs have been overwhelmingly like very kind and welcoming and nice and amazing I'm sure that there's probably people out there who suck because like there's people everywhere who kind of suck obviously like the scammers no good but like in the community that i've met personally everyone's been absolutely wonderful and i've had a much more positive experience than in just the general art community not to say that i have a negative experience with the art community i wouldn't I wouldn't be making this podcast if I really if I really had a negative experience, but I have had like negative experiences before and I'm sure as I'm sure everyone does in every, you know, every part of the world. It's just kind of like sometimes people just don't mesh or sometimes there's like gatekeeping and like judginess, judginess. I don't know making up words again but you know you know what i mean <laughs> so i didn't have any problems with the art community before nfts either i just kind of saw it as like you know a way to put like my right brain and my left brain like together because i've always loved like technology and art and before they seemed kind of like separated but like the nfc community just really wants to like push them together <laughs> i love so, that yeah i think it's brilliant i think it's genius and you know what in the 90s when people started putting the internet in their houses people were freaking out about that and now look like we got little internet boxes in our pockets all the time it's like i think that you know new things freak people out sometimes i think that's so true like i've heard it compared to like oh you wouldn't tell people now like they don't need a website but a lot of people will tell artists like you don't need nfts and it's like well we don't we don't know like the space could be so different five years from now that like everyone could just have their wallet on their phone and have it be like just the thing like i think uh you know nft ticketing is a really good example to just to get people like into mass adoption or you know nft games if like you're playing a video game and it's fun and it also has nfts like you're not gonna stop playing it so i think that's where like the space should focus like make things fun like have you know the community have a good time like and these twitter spaces are a good time too so thank you yeah they're they're awesome yeah so the next thing that i wanted to talk about is yeah. a specifically the um like blockchain technology because i you know i can't see the future but if i could like if i had to guess i think it's like can can be really crazy because it's just so secure I'll use the word secure, sure. It's really cool. So I just wanted to ask, like, is there anywhere that you think that you could potentially see like blockchain technology going in the future that is like really exciting for you? 
Yeah, for one, like, I think blockchain technology is super interesting because it kind of creates, like, this record. And we have this record, like, for now. So, like, I want to see, you know, the next people who are going to be like, oh, I'm an art historian, but now on the blockchain because, like, oh, you can look back at the blockchain and see, like, I minted this great artwork like i think we're gonna see a lot of like looking back on the blockchain to like verify like okay this definitely happened or you know i've heard of like companies creating like almost like nfts for your like label just to get into like buildings and things but at the same time like if you have something physical that's like oh this is your wallet like you do have to protect that so i think as we look at like new technologies going forward like i would just make sure that like one, it would be like safe and secure. So like a lot of people look at like smart homes and things like that, but like, I don't want like a hackable smart home. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, there are a lot of people who are very smart and things like that, but like, there are a lot of like bugs and exploits that happen every day. So like, as NFTs get more popular, I hope that they become like more secure as you're saying. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have seen, I'm sure you, this is kind of like what you were saying. I think, I hope I'm describing this right. They're like little crypto debit cards. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I've seen those and those are really cool. I've also heard people talk about potentially like using, you know, blockchain technology for like more transactions, like, like hospitals using them and, you know, just other things. I don't know, like other like transactions, other kinds of transactions other than like the NFT space. I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird that like the uh, the art community like really picked it up super quick before anything else, because I feel like there's a lot of potential for like other things too. I think as, you know, okay, my own personal like, oh, why? I always wanted this idea of like verifiable digital art. And then I discovered NFTs and I'm like, wow, that's kind of exactly what I wanted. But it's also this technology that has the power to do so much more. So I wonder if a lot of digital artists kind of had that same thought train and then discovered like, oh, and this, you know, art to NFT pipeline <laughs> or things like that. But it's it's really cool to just think about the potential of like future technology. Like I went to a VR convention in like 2015 and this was kind of before like NFTs were super popular, but like talking to them, they were telling me like, Oh, you know, we're going to use VR to talk to non medical people about like the FDA and what drugs do. So I think, you know, somebody's going to find a purpose for technology, even if like we immediately don't think of it yet. Cause I never thought that that was going to be used for VR. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people then thought that VR chat would be like so popular today, especially with like NFTs and, you know, this idea of like a metaverse, like we're creating a digital world, right? Like, so yeah yeah it's crazy it's so crazy i remember too like i didn't end up going to art school because it was too expensive but you know like planning to go because i i totally planned to go and then like found out how much it was going to cost and i was like eh, never mind uh, but when i was planning to go um wrangling college of art design it's in sarasota florida that was the school that i was actually planning on going to and i remember like the the, it would have been my freshman year if I had went, but they had a new like bachelor's degree program and it was like a VR program, but it was specifically for medical VR. And I didn't even know that was a thing. And now it's like, 
I'm pretty sure that they use medical VR to like train surgeons and stuff. It's crazy now. Right? Like, yeah. Like, technology is like doing all like every every time I blink, it's like there's like ten new things I'd never heard of or thought of. But I'm like, wow, I you know I might need to try that. <laughs> like, I totally like, feel that experience for sure. Like I think there is a lot of brilliant people who are thinking like, what is the best way to like push technology forward? Or like, why would, you know, verifying things on a blockchain be important? And I think there's a lot of things that it could be, you know, useful for, for sure. Especially when you consider like royalties on secondary sales for like artists or, you know, people who make NFTs, like that is super compelling and just wasn't really present in like the traditional art world before at all. So that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So we're coming up on an hour. So I think I'm going to ask you my final question and then we will start to wrap things up. So I guess like my last question to you would be uh, like, what advice would you give a young artist or even like just a new artist who's just starting to get into like the NFT space, who kind of wants to follow like a similar path that you're you're on right now? Is there anything that you wish you would have avoided or maybe even like done sooner? Yeah, I definitely wish I would have made like my social media sooner. And I think, you know, what's been so compelling to me is watching, you know, NFT TikToks where people are like, I am completely new to this. Like, let me build with you. And I think that is like such a compelling story to people. So if you are completely new and like a young artist, like I think you should build openly with like in front of social media, because that's an amazing way to just connect with your community and to see like show like this is who I am, this is what I want, and like this is how I'm learning and how I'm getting there. Because if you can build educational content and like educate as you're building, that is gonna be like super compelling to why should I, you know, care about your art later on as well. All right, that's awesome. Is, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I think in general, it is like a financial instrument. So like, do your own research. I am not a financial advisor. I will say that you might hear that a lot <laughs> in the community because as much as people want to say like, hey, this is my advice or things like that, like it is good to think about like, you know, NFT taxes or NFT lawyers. You're going to need a lot of people who are not directly related to art, but also understand NFTs. So it's good again to just, you know, keep expanding that circle, like keep finding people who have, you know, skills that you might not necessarily have yet, right? And like try to learn from them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That That's really good advice. All right. So to wrap this up, it's self promo time. So go ahead, plug all your stuff, all your social media, how people can find you, any cool projects maybe collections you're working on right now, anything that you want to mention that you want to promote, now's the time. <laughs> awesome. So if you want to find me on like Twitter or TikTok, you know, my handle is just Riley Armand. So it's the same on both. It's my name. And if you are, you know, interested in learning more about NFTs, like I am writing a book about NFTs. So that will be coming in the future. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. I would have asked you questions about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I would love to come and chat with you again sometime. Like, I've had so much fun on our lives. <laughs> we'll do a part two. We'll have to do a part two because I would have I would have totally asked you so many questions about that. What the heck? <laughs>
Yeah. I'm excited. But just a really quick preview about it. It's going to be focusing on storytelling and like the philosophy of art and, you know, really just like my journey of like, you know, my women in NFTs and then me interviewing other women in the NFT community to see their voices and their stories. So I'm really excited to share it because a lot of NFT books I've seen so far are just like how to for dummies. And I, I really want this to be like, no, this is the storytelling book, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when whenever that's like done and out and like available, you gotta come back on and promote it because oh, I <laughs> I will be so happy to ask you a million bazillion jillion made up number questions about it. Yeah, let's be friends. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Every like every guest on this podcast uh, has just been so incredible. I'm I'm actually gonna make a Discord for the podcast too, and anyone who's listening who wants to join as well. But yeah, I actually had a couple of guests like ask if I could do that because you know everybody wants to like meet each other, and I love that. <laughs> so I, I love that. I would love to join. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is there is there anything else? Any any other stuff <laughs> that you want to promote before before we head out? Nope, that's been perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I really Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. This has been an amazing episode. I'm so happy. And thank, thank you guys all for listening every week. Thank you so much. If you made it this far, as always, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, five stars really helps us out. On our Instagram account, at Artwise Podcast, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and pictures because it's Instagram and stuff. So check that out. And also I'll, I'll probably include a link to the Discord there by the time this episode comes out. It should be all ready to go if anyone wants to join that. And I think that's about it for this episode. But yeah, thank you so much again, Riley, for coming on. I so, so, so appreciate it. And I thank you guys all for listening and I will see all of you next Tuesday. Bye everyone.